in fact, I want my pain to be inflicted on others. I want no one to escape. Welcome in, everyone, to the Fantasy Football Sage Podcast. It's October 31st. Halloween! My favorite day of the year. Today's show is the second half of Tears Apart and Slits. I, I mean, starts and sits for week 8, episode 33. Numerologically speaking, the number 33 is quite significant to many secret societies. Today's episode is no less significant, my friends, as you have just been initiated into the deepest mysteries of fantasy football. So, for the next half hour, your soul is mine! (laughs) Well, we'll start off with some player news, as is always the case in the show, isn't it? Carlos Hyde, it seems, is not going to be playing. He's doubtful. This runs in contradiction to what we heard yesterday. He didn't participate in Friday's practice. He's listed as doubtful for week eight. Thanks a lot, Pete Carroll and company. It seems as though some guy named DJ Dallas will be getting the start if Hyde and Chris Carson aren't playing. Who is this guy, DJ? I need a running back, not somebody turning it up on the ones and twos. San Francisco 49ers wide receiver Debo Samuel did not participate in Friday's practice either, it seems. He's been ruled out for week eight. This means that Brandon Ayuk and George Kittle will be the main targets in the passing game. And I love nothing more than a bloody massacre. And that's exactly what the San Francisco 49ers backfield looks like now that Jeff Wilson is likely headed to IR, along with Raheem Mostart. This means that Jarek McKinnon, Jermichael Hasty, and possibly Tevin Coleman, if he can get his ass off the IR, they could all see playing time. This is all just too risky for me. I suppose if you're going to start anyone in this backfield, it would be Jermichael Hasty, but do so with so much caution. We all thought that it would be Jarek McKinnon that saw more work since Mostert went out, but he only got three stinking touches against New England in Week 7. Well, what is this? Battling tired legs. Everybody's tired, Jarek. What the hell is wrong with you? Man up, would you? Denver Broncos Titan Noah Fenn fully participated in Friday's practice, and he's not on the injury report for Week 8. That means he's going to be a Titan 1 in Fantasy Leagues. Start him up. New Orleans Saints wide receiver Michael Thomas was limited during practice Friday, But he has been ruled out for week eight. It seems that Michael Thomas owners who have sacrificed a first round draft pick are extremely disappointed. Here we are half the season and he hasn't even played much. So, so sorry for you. 
And to update from yesterday's show, Cincinnati Bengals running back Joe Mixon did not participate in Friday's practice. He is ruled out for Week 8 as well. This means that Giovanni Bernard will continue to be the starting runner back as long as Mixon is sidelined. He'll probably receive most of the carries and should see a few targets as well in the passing game. I like him as a low-end running back too in most leagues. And the same goes for Philadelphia Eagles running back Miles Sanders, who did not participate in Friday's practice either. Ruled out as well. This means that Boston Scott will be the starting running back again and should see plenty of touches against the Dallas Yucky Cowboys. Also an update from yesterday's show, Aaron Jones ruled out again. Week 8 against the Minnesota Vikings. It's no surprise as Jones will miss his second straight week. Hopefully, his fantasy owners were able to secure or have a backup in Jamal Williams, who had 23 touches for 114 yards and a TD in Jones' absence a week ago against the Houston Texans. If you didn't, too bad for you. <laughs> Chicago Bears wide receiver Allen Robinson did not participate in Friday's practice and is listed as questionable on the team's injury report for week eight. He's dealing with his concussion as well, it seems. He's in the concussion protocol, and I just think it's going to be a slim one if he suits up. If you do decide to play him, note that there is a huge risk because the game is a late afternoon kickoff at 4.25 Eastern time this weekend, which means... If you do not have another Chicago Bears player to slide him into, or someone playing in Monday night's game, you're gonna get a goose egg. That wraps up player news. Let's get into the shots and spits. Uh, starts and sits. For our first matchup, we have the New Orleans Saints playing at the Chicago Bears. I'm going to sit Drew Brees in this one. Yes, he's coming off of a solid three-score performance against the Panthers last week, but this week it's going to be a little tougher for Mr. Brees as he faces the Bears, who are the second in the NFL in least points allowed to opposing quarterbacks. How's that for information? And with Michael Thomas out, I'm just not as confident in this offense as normal. I think it's going to be a heavy dose of Alvin Kamara, who you're going to start up as our RB1, the unquestioning top running back in fantasy football this year since McCaffrey's been injured for a majority of the year. I'm sitting Latavius Murray. As far as the receivers go... Drake Juan Smith and Marquez Calloway get a bump in Thomas's absence. I like them as flex plays. Wide receiver three, four. Jared Cook for me. He's a low-end Titan one. He caught a touchdown last week, but that was about all he did. So in Thomas's absence, 
I reluctantly start him as a lowen titan one, as I said before. Nick Foles on the other side of the ball, well... No, thank you. Sit, please. Running back David Montgomery. Start him in the flex. He's not exciting, but he's consistent, and you can't deny the volume. For the wide receivers, Alan Robinson, his noggin is busted. So, quite frankly, I'm not interested in anyone else. Darnell Mooney is a stretch. Wide receiver four, if you're desperate in the position. If you're dealing with injuries and buys, I suppose you could do worse. Somebody is going to have to take over that ten targets a game in Robinson's absence. So it might be Darnell Mooney, or it might be Anthony Miller. Who the hell knows? This offense stinks. Jimmy Graham, he's a low and tight in one for me as well. He's turned into a solid low and tight in one, and I think he could push higher if Robinson is not there. Next up we have the Pittsburgh Steelers playing at the Baltimore Ravens. I'm sitting Ben Roethlisberger in this one. You know, we had some questions as to how Mr. Roethlisberger would perform after coming off of elbow surgery, and so far this year he's proven that, well, yes, he can still play, but I have some concerns about his arm strength. And considering that this is a very stout Ravens defense, I think I'm only playing Ben Roethlisberger in the right matchups. So if you're in a two-quarterback league, sure, start him up as your second quarterback. But don't expect greatness. Running back, James Conner, he gets the RB2 start for me here. Once again, I'm not expecting greatness. Deontay Johnson, it seems that he will play, he's been practicing, and he's getting a ton of targets, so I'm gonna, I'm gonna play him as a wide receiver too. Juju Smith-Schuster, I'm starting him in the flex, wide receiver three territory, and Chase Claypool as well. However, I'm gonna sit Eric Ebron. On the other side of the ball, well, if you have Lamar Jackson, frankly, you're probably not going to just sit him. You can't afford to have him on your bench. But this is an intimidating matchup. As the Steelers, well, they're second highest in the NFL in blitz rate. And Jackson, he's just averaging 189 passing yards per game, seven yards per attempt. It's not the level of performance that we expected from last season. So, if you start him, don't expect greatness. Once again, this is going to be quite a low-scoring affair, in my opinion, and I'm not expecting great fantasy numbers on either side of the ball. We might get surprised, but I wouldn't wager it. J.K. Dobbins, he's a sit for me, as well as Gus Edwards. I would start Marquise Brown in my wide receiver flex, 
Perhaps wide receiver three? Mark Andrews, always a Titan one when he's healthy. Next up, we have the Minnesota Vikings playing at the Packers. Kurt Cousins, he's a capable QB too. He had an impressive little bounce-back game in week six, but that was against the Falcons' defense that's allowing the most fantasy points to quarterbacks this year. Now, the Packers, they're a little bit better against quarterbacks, but are still pretty mediocre. As far as running backs go, Delvin Cook is an RB1 starter. Looks like he's going to suit up. He's returned to practice this week, so he should be in line for his usual workload. Adam Thielen, I like him as a wide receiver one. Justin Jackson, he's a wide receiver too. I'm sitting Irv Smith and Kyle Rudolph. On the other side of the ball, I'm starting Aaron Rodgers as a QB1, no doubt. The Vikings are allowing the seventh most fantasy points and fourth most yards to opposing quarterbacks this year. Mr. Rogers and company are probably going to air it the freak out. Aaron Jones, we already discussed. Alas, he's a sit. It sucks. It really sucks. But if you have Jamal Williams, start him as an eye high-end RB2. You're going to sit A.J. Dillon. Devontae Adams, the stud. Wide receiver one. Alan Lazard, if he's active, you'll start him as a wide receiver too. I'm sitting Marquez Valdez-Scantling, however. And Robert Tonyan, I'm starting him as a Titan too. Next up, we have the Indianapolis Colts playing at the Detroit Lions. Philip Rivers is a QB2 start for me. Would the real Philip Rivers please stand up? Please stand up. Well, the Colts never viewed Rivers as a long-term solution, quarterback, to me, seemed to be the position where an upgrade would push the team into serious playoff consideration. And Philip was seen as that upgrade, I'm assuming, six games into the season, and Rivers has two games, only two games, with more than 350 passing yards, four with under 250. Fantasy managers who have stuck with Rivers, they were rewarded in week six, as it was easily his best game of the season where he tossed the ball for 371 yards and three touchdowns. Now, the Lions, they are generous in the TD department to opposing quarterbacks this season. They've surrendered one at least in every game. But yardage, on the other hand, has been a bit tougher to come by as the Lions give up just under 250 yards a game. The Indianapolis Colts, they're a team that are built to win with a strong ground game and a solid defense, which limits Mr. Rivers' upside and places him squarely in the quarterback two discussion for me just about every week. 
running backs, Jonathan Taylor, start him as an RB1. Absolutely. Naheem Hines, I'm going to start him as a reluctant, reluctant flex. With all the injuries and bye weeks, you might not have a choice, and you could do worse. T.Y. Hilton, a wide receiver three for me, no more. I'm sitting everyone else except for Trey Burton, who is a Titan two for me in this one. On the other side of the ball, we have Matthew Stafford. He's regularly finished as no better than a QB every week this season, it seems, and he surpassed 300 passing yards for the first time against Atlanta last week. Now, he's going up against one of the worst pass defenses. He's going from the worst to the best. So I'm not really, I'm not really excited about starting Stafford. But I have to. I have to. There's no one else on the waivers that's worthwhile of starting over, Matty. So I'm doing it reluctantly in the quarterback two position. DeAndre Swift. I'm starting him as an RB2 and sitting everyone else. It seems that DeAndre has led Detroit in snaps, so he seems to be the guy to own. For now, Kenny Galladay is a wide receiver one. Marvin Jones, I'm sitting. Danny Amendola, is he even still a factor? TJ Hawkinson, the Hawkman. He's been getting some targets in the red zone. He's been one of the steadiest tight ends for fantasy managers this season. He's placed the Lions in targets with 31 and also leads the team in TD receptions with full. I like him as an RB1. I mean, Titan 1. I just like him. Next up, we have the Las Vegas Raiders playing at the Cleveland Browns. Derek Carr. He's a QB2 start for me. He remains to be an up-and-down quarterback, not only in real life, but also in fantasy as well. The Raiders' offense does appear to be consistent on a week-to-week -week basis. They score at least 20 points in every game this season. However, Carr generally is a matchup-dependent fantasy option. They face the Cleveland Browns' defense that has given up the seventh-most fantasy points to quarterbacks this season. So if you're in a bye-week bind, I suppose he's a viable option. Josh Jacobs, he's an RB1 start for me. Nelson Aguilar, wide receiver three. It seems like Henry Ruggs will see the field this week. I like him as a wide receiver three as well. I'm sitting Hunter Winfro and starting Darren Walrus as a tight in one. Baker Mayfield, QB2 start. Deck, taxes and Baker Mayfield performing well with doubters in his ear. <laughs> it was a rough start to the Bengals game, 0-5, and an interception, but Mayfield was able to turn it around and put in his best performance in recent times. 
He did finish the game with 22 for 28 and 297 yards and five touchdowns. That was with his busted ribs and all. Mayfield, he'll be in the QB2 radar for me this week. Kareem Hunt, I'm going to say he's an RB1. Again. He remains a three-down back for the Browns as long as Nick Chubb is out. Jarvis Landry, I like him as a wide receiver three. Now that Odell Beckham Jr.'s season is officially ended due to suffering an ACL last week against the Bengals, well, who's going to get the targets now? I doubt that the team will just completely rely on Kareem Hunt. So, Landry, you're a wide receiver three. I hope you step up and take the lead role. Will it be Rashad Higgins? In deeper leagues, I like him as a wide receiver four. Devon Peoples-Jones, I'm sitting. Harrison Bryant. You showed some flashes last week, didn't you, with your two touchdowns? However... Can you do it again? I'll start you as a Titan, too, and see what happens. Moving on over to the Dallas Cowboys playing at the Philadelphia Eagles. Well, do we even need to discuss the Dallas quarterback position? As you can see, the Cowboys, well, they're in dire straits. Dak Prescott was doing so well. And then a gruesome broken ankle led to the start of Andy Dalton, who got obliterated on a dirty hit last week. Holy shit! He got his melon rocked. So now we're looking at either Ben DiNucci or Garrett Gilbert at the start this week? Regardless of who is on to center, I don't think there's any chance they need to be in a lineup. As far as running backs... I'm going to say that Ezekiel Elliott, well, RB2 start. I never thought that I would see the day that a fully healthy Elliott would be suggested as an RB2, but here we are. Thinking that he was headed for more of a workload, Zeke instead ran into brick walls and has under 50 yards rushing and two of the worst statistical games of his career in the last two games. Now he's up against a stout Philly run defense. I think it could be tough sledding for Mr. Zeke. But there is hope, and that is that they use him in the receiving game a little bit more. Tony Pollard, he's no more than a handcuff at this point, so we're sitting him. Amari Cooper, start him as a wide receiver three. Ordinarily, I'd like to grade Mr. Cooper because he does share the last name of one of my favorite musicians, Mr. Alice Cooper, but no relation. Anyhow, the poor quarterback play just makes this whole receiving corpse, I love that word, corpse, by the way, it makes them seem not interesting. So he's a wide receiver three for me. I'm going to reluctantly start C.D. Lamb in the wide receiver four territory. I'm sitting Gallup and Dalton Schultz. 
when Lie Carson wins on the other side of the ball is... Well, he's a QB1. I know it seems bold, but the Cowboys, it being a divisional game, but the Cowboys are garbage. Regardless of how you perceive Mr. Wentz and his up-and-down play, the Cowboys' defense is absolutely terrible, and they get burned every week. So, start him as a QB1. Miles Sanders is out, so it seems as though Boston Scott will get the lead dog role, as I mentioned earlier. He is an RB2 start for me. Wide receivers Travis Fulgham and Greg Ward, I like them. I'm going to start Fulgham at the wide receiver 2 spot and Greg Ward, wide receiver 4. Alshon Jeffrey, who is he anyway anymore? Is he cheerleading now? The man hasn't seen the field at all this year. Why are we even discussing him? Dallas Goddard, if he starts, he would be a Titan one, but it seems highly unlikely. That means Richard Rogers will get a go again this week, and he saw a leading target share last week. So I like him as a low-end Titan one. And for our last matchup, which happens to be one of my favorites of the week, the San Francisco 49ers playing at the Seattle Seahawks. Jimmy Garoppolo, I'm sitting him. This might be a juicy matchup, but it's really ever hard to suggest Jimmy G as a viable option, not with his inconsistent play. Now, the Seahawks are in the bottom of the league in terms of passing yards giving up, but Garoppolo, he's failed to eclipse 14 points in three of his last four games. I don't like it, unless you're in a two-quarterback league, maybe as your quarterback too. Let's keep in mind that he's going to be without his top weapon, Debo Samuel. That just doesn't bode well for me. Jarek McKinnon, I like him as an RB3 if they can get him more involved. That is the question. It looks as though Jamichael Hasty will lead the backfield this week, and I like him as an RB2 in this matchup. Jeff Wilson Jr., we know is injured. Raheem Mostert, we know is injured. And Tevin Coleman, we're still waiting to get word on. So... It looks like it might be the Hasty Show. Brandon Ayuk is a wide receiver two start for me. I like him in this matchup. I think he's going to see plenty of volume. Plus, he's just an athletic freak. Kendrick Bourne, I'm sitting. George Kittle, always a Titan one. On the other side of the ball, Russell Wilson, QB one. I'm going to call him... Mr. Unlimited. Well, except in the case of last week. And that was an overtime game. He had a whopping 50 pass attempts last week and added six rushes for 84 yards. However, he also had three picks. One of them was game-sealing and it gave the Cardinals the win. 
I don't expect to see that this week against the 49ers. Look for Mr. Wilson to have a pretty good game. Quarterback one. Chris Carson is injured. Carlos Hyde is injured. Who is DJ Dallas? We talked about him earlier. Avoid this backfield entirely. DK Metcalf. He's a stud, isn't he? Wide receiver one. And Tyler Lockett. Do I need to say, after last week's performance, start him as a wide receiver one? I don't think so. You're not entirely daft. Greg Olson, I'm sitting, and Will Disley, I am sitting. That wraps up our show for today, our special Halloween episode. I hope you've enjoyed it. I would love to do this again sometime. If you enjoyed the show, you can find us on Spotify, Anchor, Twitter, Pocket Cast, Breaker, Radio Public, Overcast, Apple Podcast, and Google Podcast. Make sure you like, subscribe, and follow, review, blah, blah, blah. Well, kiddies, it's been fun. Trick or treat. Until next time. A terrible presence is in there with her. So much rage. So much betrayal. I've never sensed anything like